Welcome to the Ballhead Chronicles, a podcast dedicated to becoming friends with fear and kicking it with anxiety. I'm your host, the Follicle Whisperer. Here, we enjoy the process of watching ripples become waves as we make major changes in our lives with just small steps every day. If you're ready to make that change, jump in with us. Wave check. Tuesday, May 27th. 2020 at 9.13 a.m. Okay. I'm recording on Tuesday because, or is it Wednesday? God, let me look at this calendar. It's Wednesday, y'all. It is Wave Check Wednesday. It's Wednesday, May 27th, 2020. Okay. I knew it was Wednesday too, but in my head, I was thinking it's Tuesday because that's the day I'm supposed to record in order to get the the thing out by Wednesday. But yesterday was a woo. Yesterday was a lot, y'all. I had a lot. Okay, I had a lot going on. Um, but anyway, emotionally, I feel like a peaceful warrior. Um, ripply. I still have not received my brushes from Brush King. So I don't really know what's going on with that. And I definitely need a harder brush because I'm woofing. And y'all know when I'm woofing, I don't be taking it serious. Like I be, I don't have the right brush. So let me get that together. And uh, let's jump into the show. You know, just taking it slow. Somebody show me that door. You know, just taking it slow. Somebody show me the rose. Welcome back to another episode of the Ballhead Chronicles. I'm your host, the Follicle Whisperer. On this week's episode, I want to talk about a couple different things. One, I want to talk about practice. Another thing that I want to talk about is um, our strong friends. And lastly, I want to talk about making connections. Okay, so what did I say I wanted to start off with first? practice. Yes. The more that we practice, they say it becomes perfect. That's a lie. Nothing really becomes perfect. It just becomes easier. The more you practice it, it becomes easier. So it may seem as if it's perfect, but it's just really good because you kept doing the thing. You didn't give up. You didn't stop. You kept challenging yourself to practice. Practice, practice, practice. Now, in the first season, I told you guys I did not like to practice. Mm -mm. But I did like to go to practice if it was set at a date, at a place. So I could um, train my brain to think, okay, well, at this date, at this time, I have to be at this thing. That took practice. I had to go there for the first time. I had to continue to go there for the, you know, subsequent times. Um, and because I'm a high functioning, anxious person, I'm recovering from that. 
I would have to really do a lot of pre-practice. So prepare my brain to think nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's nothing bad is going to happen. Y'all anxiety is a bitch. It is. And um, excuse my language, but it is because anxiety will have you thinking. What if, what if, what if all the time? And somebody without anxiety will be like, no, uh, that doesn't make me anxious. So I wasn't even thinking about that. But now I'm thinking about that. <laughs> it's all different levels to anxiety. So what may make me anxious may not make you anxious. Um, and I, I I said this in the one of the first episodes uh, in the first season, but I repeat it because when we are learning lessons, sometimes the lessons need to be repeated. You can't just um, do the thing so long and then think that you're going to remember it forever unless you continue to practice at it every day. If you stop practicing at it, then it you'll start to lose that connection um, it, within the thing that you were doing. And I, I'll use this. Everything is coming back around together, so I don't have to take any breaks that quick, but. Um, I'll use last week's episode about practicing making friends. I don't know if it was last week or the week before um, where we were practicing making friends. If you lose connection with your friend, you kind of have to start from somewhere. You don't necessarily have to start from the beginning, but you you have to find a, a common ground to build the bridge to get where you're trying to go. If you're not doing that, actively practicing that, then you won't, you won't make the connection that you, that you're hoping for. You have to find a way to build a bridge. Now that leads me to, um, definitely, I really think it was last week's episode last Friday. Yeah. Find a way to build a bridge. So my dad and I, we did not have the best relationship. So I I was like, you know what? My dad tells me that I don't listen and he's right in some areas because I had to reevaluate myself, like look at myself. Are you listening to yourself? Are you paying attention to how you're showing up? Okay, that was a pause because I wanted you to think about that too. Are you listening to yourself? Are you paying attention to how you are showing up. Okay. So I'm like, okay, let me change my pitch because I do get pitchy. I'm even when I, when I sing, I'm really pitchy. When I talk to people, I'm like pitchy. That's what one of my friends told me. They was like, why are you trying to pitch this to me? I'm like, I'm not pitching anything. I'm just pitchy. My tone is pitchy. Okay. That's my tone. And I got to change my tone if I want things to make more sense, change the frequency and things will start to connect better for you. Um, I said that because it came to me and I don't know if that was a message for me or for whoever it was for, but I hope it resonates with someone. Um, 
I'm like, okay, let me change my tune. Okay, my dad said I don't listen. Let me practice active listening. Let me practice active listening. What does practicing active listening look like? Okay, practicing active listening looks like listening for the listening for the cues, listening to what the person is telling you without waiting to respond. This is what active listening looks like. Okay, you listen and then you try to process what the person is saying. That's what active listening looks like. When we are listening to respond, we are, I will be back. We're back and I was going to edit that out, but I wanted to show you what active listening did not look like. Anchor cut me off in the recording process. And that's what a lot of us do when we jump in and interject when someone else is speaking, if they're not finished with their thoughts. Some people talk slowly because they're processing in real time. They're processing what they're saying while they're saying it so that they don't have to repeat themselves. So if you have a problem with someone speaking slowly, it may be because you're a faster processor than they are. People who process slowly me, I'm one of those people that process slowly because I have to really think about the word choices that I use. I know that if I respond without thinking about what's being said, then I may say something that is hurtful to someone else. This has happened to me before. I've done this. So sometimes I may not respond to a text message right away because I want to process what's being said and the way that it's being said so that I don't jump to conclusions or that I don't um, assume that there's something wrong with someone. Now, with my relationship with my dad, I had to process what my dad was saying and how he was feeling. Well, I'm a faster processor than my dad um, because I learned how to process in real time. I had to learn how to control my emotions and know what they were and where they went so that it allowed me to be a faster processor, not carrying all that access, emotional connections. So, you know, it's a clean slate. My dad in my opinion, I'm not trying to diagnose him or anything, just in my opinion, he still has to process what's being said. It's like, okay, she's not doing the same thing that she used to do, but I still have an idea of who she used to be. So I'm going to get the same result. Not thinking, okay, this is a different person. So I have to look at this a different way. And I've done that too. I can't, I can't say that it's all him. I've done that too. So we, we started to spend time together and we were building a table. And I noticed that my dad is misunderstood. He feels unheard. And so because he feels unheard, 
he yells. And when he yells, he doesn't know what to do with the rest of his emotions. So he'll hit things. He'll throw things. He'll hit people. He'll throw things at people. He'll throw a tantrum because he feels like he's not heard and he feels like he's being picked on and he feels like a child. And I can say these things because I've felt them. I've actually sat and talked with my dad and actively listened to him. I've just let him talk. But there are times when you're trying to share something with someone who may think that they are the expert on all things instead of just one thing. What I learned is you have to allow someone to be the expert at what they are the expert at. My dad expressed to me that I made him feel inferior to me. And I told him, I didn't make you feel that way. That's something that's something that you have to deal with. You feel that way and you have to figure out why you feel that way. Um, and I said that because I've never tried to make anyone feel less than me because I have a degree. When you level up in education, you learn to speak the language of the area that you specialize in. And if you're using these words daily, they become a part of your vocabulary. The people who use these words are not trying to make you feel dumb or make you feel stupid. They're just speaking in a language that is natural to them. And if the technical terms are natural to those people, then that's what they're going to talk to you in, not trying to make you feel dumb. So let's use my dad as an example. He's a carpenter, so he speaks wood terms and measurements. I'm a counselor, so I speak um, developmental growth and counseling theory language. We had to try to bridge the gap in the communication and we figured if we, I, I figured if we would build a table, then it would help bridge the gap in communication. So we did that from the 22nd until yesterday. Yesterday was the 26th, so three days. Um, I went over there and I tried to build this this table or something to con- to make the connection and communication. And we would hit some gaps. We would hit some. We would hit some um, connections, and then we're, there would be a fork. And I say I'm using um, a fork as in the areas in your waves that you cannot. You got to brush the problems out. Like if you don't brush those problems out, it's not. You're not going to have a perfect connection. It's just going to be like a kink in the road. You know, you could go this way or you could go that way. But instead of going one way, it's going two different ways. Don't nobody got time for that. All you got to do is brush that brush that um, fork out of your head. So my dad always want to get straight to the point. And I'm like, okay, if we get straight to the point, all you got to do is brush. You know, like just brush, brush that section out. He like, no, I'd rather just cut it out. And I don't know if this is because my dad, he doesn't have a full head of hair. Like the top of his hair 
is gone. He don't got, he usually has a like straight bald head. But because I got waves, you know, I'm like, you know, I got hair, bro. Let's like brush this fork out. He like, no, I'll just cut it off. Okay. So what was this Monday? I go over there and I'm like, y'all, I want to, I want to um build Yoni steam boxes. This is something that we can really connect to. Like he can teach me how to make these Yoni steam boxes. We can make them together or I could just go over there and make these and it'd be cool. Y'all right. Girl. I go over there, I get the measurements, I get um, everything that I need. We hit a fork in communication. And I'm like, okay, I don't think you get it. I got to come another way. He gets angry. He starts yelling. I know my triggers. That's one of my triggers. So I walk away. He follows me. I'm like, all right, bro. I'm not dealing with this. Um, so I leave, but I did not leave without my yoni steam. Like I got my yoni steam thrown. I was like, yes. Okay. This is what we did a thing that we did a thing. We, we connected long enough to do a thing because me and my dad, we couldn't go. I want to say the longest that we could be in a room together was like five minutes. We was together for like an hour and a half with no issues, y'all. We did a thing. We made this thing, okay? Well, um, after I left, my dad got upset because I walked away. Um, And he sent me some text messages, and I just responded cordially. So... My thought process was, you know, he's still dealing with a lot of stuff that he probably isn't ready to deal with. So whatever the case, that's, those aren't me problems. Those are problems for my dad. And so I'll just allow him to be who he's going to be. Just apply grace to the situation because that's all you can do. Um, that being said, I go back yesterday and I'm like, okay excited like really excited to make the yoni steam thrones sent my dad some money for the deposit and um he went he got the materials for me and we were going to cut the materials down and everything and I just I asked um what time I mean what time would you have the materials and stuff cut down so that I can you know go ahead and start making these he got upset. Uh, and I think it was just because I was asking him what time it was. And he, he, uh, he got upset and he, um, he said, I don't want you to rush me. And I'm like, I'm not trying to rush you. I just want to maximize my time. And if there's something else that I could be doing in the meantime, just let me know. And he's like, you're not going to come over here and rush me. And I said, okay. So, he sent me to Home Depot. I go to Home Depot and we, uh, I come back and I'm like, is there anything else that I could be doing? My dad got really upset. And to say the least, we're not going to be working together anymore. That bridge is burned because you can do one or two things with a bridge. You can build it or you can burn it. 
And I'm just going to throw a little lighter fluid on that thing and let it burn like Usher. Or should I let it burn like um, Jasmine Sullivan? No, I'm going to let it burn like Usher. I'm going to let it burn like Usher. That's what I'm going to do. But I said all of that to say, yesterday I posted on my Insta blog about the different ways to set boundaries when you're dealing with family. And my cousin at Becky with the good hair shared that with me. Um, When you are dealing with your parents and your grandparents and your family, you still have to be able to set boundaries with them and allow them, let them know, Hey, I am a grown adult. I've lived some life. Um, and I'll respect you, but respect is a mutual thing. You do not have to take the stuff from your parents, but you should be respectful. So my dad and I, I will probably, I I, I don't see myself speaking to him anymore. It's not good for my mental health. So yeah. Um, When you're dealing with family members like that, you have to evaluate, do you build a bridge or do you burn it? And that also goes with friendships too. Do you build a bridge or do you burn it? Now I'm all for building a bridge. Some bridges just need to be burned. And my relationship with my dad, that bridge is burned. It's it's burned. Um... I'm going to take a break here because I probably, yeah, I I need to take a break and I'll be back. Okay. Lastly, I wanted to talk about our strong friends or the term strong friends. You all heard about them, you know, the ones that you can go to to get a little pick me up the princess poppies of the world, as you will. Um, What happens when that person loses all hope and just doesn't feel like cheering anymore? Who then cheers for the cheerleader? I just want you to think about that. Who then cheers for the cheerleader who cheers for everyone? Somebody got to cheer for the cheerleaders too. My stepdad, the one that I call my actual dad, He passed away, but he cheered for me. He used to come to the basketball games and cheer for me, the cheerleader. Who does that? Who can you say in your life cheers for you if you're a cheerleader? This is a question that I asked myself January 1st, 2019, as I walked the grounds of my old high school. I was coming off of a hell of a roller coaster ride that some of us call life. There I was, 32, from Toledo, Ohio, and I visited places that I dreamed about and accomplished so many goals that I that I had been told that I wouldn't accomplish. How does your story go? That's just a page out of my book. I want to hear your story. So to all my strong friends, if this message finds you well, 
I'm dropping an anchor. And I'm saying we are all bald-headed under our hair. So keep minding your bald head business.